Hello, and welcome to episode 340 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Christy Shin, comics creator with Demon Bitch, I Hate You All on Kickstarter now. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. Christy, thanks so much for, for joining us. We're really excited to, to have you on and talk about this book. Um, but for most of our interviews, we, we start off with, with two things. We, we ask for a, a quick bio uh, and an elevator pitch for the book. All right, I can provide both. Um, I'm a Los Angeles-based com- comic artist, uh, comic creator. Uh, I'm also the president of uh, CAPS Comic Art Professional Society. And I also am the creator of Demon Bitch. And I am a Ringo Award winner of Mind Plan Parenthood. Uh, I like to go ahead and not follow what's trending, but follow the people that follow what's trending, if that makes sense, because I find them so much more amusing. I'm also the author of Personal Monsters and of Sepulchre as well. So if you have any question about Demon Bitch, she is a low-level demon from the 13th pit of hell where people throw their dog shit and gum wrappers. And she wants to bring the second coming of Armageddon, but the first one never happened because she's a stupid whore. She's based on girls I hate. <laughs> That is uh, that is an awesome elevator pitch there. Uh, yeah. Noah, how about you kick us off with the uh, the very first question? So um, just going into a little bit of the demon bitch being based off of people that you hate. Um, so like, is that the main inspiration? Were there books that were that inspired it too? Like to sort of make this as a comic? Well, I think for me, it was more of being pissed off and not having an outlet for it. I know that sounds like the ultimate mm-hmm. emo thing to say, but okay. I mean, yeah, I'm not the first person that did it. And I'm not certainly the first woman to ever trademark angry woman comics. I mean, there was bitchy bitch back in the day too, in the nineties, I think eighties to nineties. I I forgot her name, but she, she did that. And uh, she, she was one of the, like, there's been a lot of angry women comics. I mean, we had Aileen uh, Crumb, uh, Robert Crumb's late wife. she she did a lot of really rageful comics about her upbringings and such. So um, if you're wondering what's that crinkly noise, my cat is trying to nest somewhere. So please don't mind her. Um, But what ends up happening is, is that (laughs) I love how cats, they don't give a damn, but anyway, so what it is, is that uh, demon bitch was created. The precursor to the demon bitch universe was demon. It was personal monsters. And you know how Matt Groening wrote life in hell when he moved to LA and I read that book as a kid. Now I know what he means. So I did, de- I basically wrote Personal Monsters. It was basically after I'd stopped talking to some people because they were jerk jerks and assholes. And I just wrote, drew, because I'm primarily an artist first. I drew and wrote the meanest, angry shit I possibly could have. And then I wrote about it. And then I created a book. And apparently people really loved it because people were always telling me, get over it or, you know, it's just like when people tell you to get over it it's just they're very uncomfortable with you being upset even though if you're not being toxic about it right like if you're just saying hey i'm really upset and hurt that this happened usually a lot of the responses are you're too nice to you should just get over it and they act like you're nuts which is really kind of shitty so um well this is how i got over it and uh now with demon bitch i remembered all the girls that were really awful to me so i started doing cartoons about that and then it evolved to messing around and making fun of people that follow trends, Ir- like like just insanely. So that's kind of how it evolved. And it just kind of amazed me at how much it touches deep subjects 
And the funny thing is I didn't set it out to be any deeper. I just drew a pissed off comic that made me laugh. And I thought like, that's good enough for me. And it turned out to be a really deep thing. Like it's kind of like when nine inch nails hit and people really resonated with nine inch nails. It's kind of like that in a way. Very yeah. Uh, so you mentioned earlier in your, your intro that you were primarily a, an artist. Have you worked um, at, with, with a writer before who, who wrote something else and, and you were the, you were sort of the visual component of that. Um, was that an yeah. experience you've had in the past? Yeah, I've worked um, with several writers, actually. Um, I've worked with a writer and tool for um, Mind Plan Parenthood. So I've done that. Um, I've worked with James Kelly for a couple of his things. Like uh, he did Caligula Imperatore Insanum, which is the insane emperor, Caligula the insane emperor. Um, I've worked with a couple of other people on varying stories, like small stories. I, I don't know if they've hit it big or were super published in a lot of things, but it was done. It, like some of the stories were good, but now normally I've, I've also been in the anthology nightmare theater where I drew and wrote about my experiences of having a pancreatic tumor. That was fun as hell to deal with. And, uh, and I'm fine by the way, I'm, I'm better now, but it was, it was an interesting experience. So lately yeah. nowadays, yeah, it's been my own creative work, both written and drawn. Nice. And to, and to follow up on that, um, you know, when somebody else sort of hands you a full script, um, you are sort of, um, there's collaboration there, but there's a certain, probably a certain understanding from the writer that, um, you know, a number of these items or a number of these beats are going to make it. But now you working as, you know, the the, the writer and the artist, um, do you sit down and, and do a full script or do you just basically have an idea and um, you know, the where you want the story to go and you work it out on thumbnails. How's, how's your creative process? Well, I think that it's different per comic. I mean, if I'm doing Demon Bitch, I kind of it's just kind of hits like a go, you know, like Agony and Ecstasy, how Michelangelo had that inspiration. It was go. Mm -hmm. That's sometimes how it is with Demon Bitch. Now, with Sepulchral or Volume One, that's not part of the Demon Bitch universe, but it's about a woman whose husband tries to kill her to marry another woman. And it's about it's just about a tale of trauma and revenge. I just storyboarded the first volume, okay. but I hit a quandary here because um, the second book, it didn't come as easily to me. I, I didn't know how to follow up on it. So I just start writing and writing and writing kind of as a script. And then I'm now my challenge is drawing it out right now. So just partially due to time, due to energy and just I need to have a space to just do it. And that would be really fun to do. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm kind of happy about it. It's sort of like, I don't have one thing I do. Mm -hmm. I generally have like a lot of things, like other things to do, if that makes sense. So it's been kind of strange to me how it works out. So I just kind of leave myself pliable to do things. And, um, yeah, it's been kind of weird for me how that works out. I mean, that's all I got to say about that. It's just, I kind of don't focus on one set way to do it i just go with whatever works or what hits me that's cool noah uh you got a yeah. question no i like that um you're kind of almost like you know that that um so the it, it, would you say that like demon bitch doesn't really follow like a narrative per se it's just sort of like almost like a comic strip in a way it or is, is kind of like a com it, yeah yeah that's cool. So is it, um, 
how long have you been working on this this book then do you mind me asking like has it been like sort of like a multi-year thing or has it just been something in the last year you've been working on well right now with um with pen 15 it's been a year like every demon bitch book yeah it takes a year and what it is it's just i get enough pages to put it into a comic but people are but don't think i just go ahead and put it together i actually get fan art like i have fan art from mog park i have fan art from lawrence raw dog hubbard and zoralita of my little pony so you know i get those and they sign the artwork and everything that's part of the selling points of the kickstarter um i also am doing a kit i have also finished a kid's book for demon bitch it's called demon b meets mr f word and then i have an <laughs> I am shippered pin yeah i mean it, it's a lot of stuff but i have i have the, i have the i am shippered pin and then i have the blender fuck magnet and now if people want to know it's like it's interesting how real life kind of kind of influences what i put on the kickstarter so so i have the kids book of demon b meets mr f word pen underscore 15 here so it's making fun of the penis meme you know like the pen is here except she's holding a pen so you can't get me for pornography and inappropriate behavior but the thing is what's funny with the shipper pin is is that a lot of sir, I've had some people come up to me and say, you drew me and I've never met these people before, but they get angry at me and they say, they say to me, oh, yeah, I, you drew me. You're a terrible person. And I look at them and I said, you know, I've run into four or five of you already. You're not special. And I don't know why they get <laughs> mad at me, but OK. So um, one person got angry with me because I was drawing Shippard and I happened to draw Shippard as with a white robe. And then that person started screaming about how I was stalking them. Because they had a white robe. Let that sink in a bit. <laughs> were you well, just for the record? Were you stalking them? No, I wasn't. It was just oh, like okay. I just had like I like a lot of people in America have white robes. So I like my friend saw that and they started laughing. He said, "So they want to be a piece of shit. So they just want to be a piece of shit because ship all my characters in the demon bitch world are total pieces of shit in different ways. So." they were just laughing. So I just decided from those experiences, I decided to make a pin like, you know, hello, I'm so-and-so except hello, I'm shippered. And just like one day I have this dream that I want to have a flash mob where we sing the old Coke song, you know, I would give the world a Coke today, you know, that one <laughs> and and have them all flash mob a mall or something with that pin. Oh yeah. And, oh, but also it's sort of, I mean, I think, when someone admits to having a white robe, I get kind of scared too. As oh, to like why? what kind of white robe. Well, I just think of the Ku Klux Klan when someone admits to having a white robe. I well, guess. you know, they would yeah. probably have they would probably have like a peaked cap or something like that, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But so there's, but also like the second one, Blender Fuck, somebody thought Demon Bitch was about them and told them I should get go get fucked by a blender. Oh. Oh. So I showed Don Wynn, one of my friends, that. So he drew some fan art of that. That's in Alcoholics and Anonymouses. And so I redrew Blenderfuck so you could put it on your magnet and put it on your fridge as a magnet. So it would, or on a, or on your water bottle so it looked like it'd be humping something. Wow, I'm a horrible so, person sometimes. No, like, I, I, but I, my question was like, how do you, uh, sort of sustain that, like. I mean, like, I, I, I was going to ask, how do you sustain that sort of like, uh, you know, like, like sort of like 
anger like in demon bitch that kind of thing like sort of like where do you get the fuel for making that person someone like that you can really hate but it sounds like people give you that like all the time like oh, they're, they're just being just just being horrible to you well it's not necessarily horrible to me like it started off that way okay so yeah it kind of started off that way and it was a way for me to get that aggression out but now is like my life has gotten way better obviously for you know like i don't have as many people fucking irritating me but watching society is very interesting. Now, I want to mm -hmm. make things clear. I don't follow what's trending because I think that's actually kind of horrorish and stupid. Because, I mean, I see, I don't know. I think everybody has gotten too much. And maybe the distaste for me is people jump on what's trending and then they start fucking it to death. And it's like, it's kind of, it kind of, it's something that I just despise in general as a person. But what is even funnier is, is that I think what amuses me more are the people that follow the trending. And I find mm -hmm. that actually really funny to do and to watch. And it's funny because like, I've been told that I take the elephant in the room and I basically throw it out on a plate after I've killed it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we know what happened like all at once, like the comics that broke me meme or the hashtag. And then you had the Titanic submersible and a bunch of very unfortunate, like Pakistani migrants getting drowned off the coast of, uh, off of Greece, which is all very sad. What I found kind of appalling of how people were doing is like, you pick one that's the most awful. I'm like, why mm -hmm. would I pick one that's the most awful? They're all really shit. You know, yeah. like, why would I do that? It, it's like, they're all involving people that died. And a majority of the people didn't friggin' deserve it. And it was really horrible how they died. And what I found interesting is like, especially in the comics that broke me, yes, you had a lot of good dialogue, but then you had people that came out on their high horse only to find out they did the same thing, if not worse to other creators. And I was yeah. like, wow, just watching all this shit unfold. And I'm like, this is amazing to me how you guys just took a thing about some poor dude's death of overwork and mistreatment in the industry. And you decided just to hump the shit out of it. And again, it's not that the family didn't deserve condolences or grief or good wishes. Of course not. It's just that I found it gross that somebody just would just pretty much grave rob a corpse. And that's what I found very offensive to me as some of the aside of this. It's not the hashtag itself, but how people acted about it. I mean, I drew some things of demon bitch and shitbird where they're standing in front of a guy in the coffin and they say, oh, we're glad he died and taking pictures of themselves. Right. Because that's how I felt it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that that was my next question. You answered it perfectly. I was just going to ask like oh, some for some examples of, yeah, how people follow trends and what what sticks out to you in that way. So that's uh, that's a good peek into it. It kind of feels almost like um, uh, love him or hate him. I think I heard Jerry Seinfeld said that he always like feels like he has never-ending amounts of fuel just because he likes to observe people whether that's in the news or things like that like for comedy's sake mm -hmm. um or do you have a background in sort of like like enjoying comedy and making people laugh and things like that is that sort of a like number one at like a, of like a, like a you know in, in your art is sort of observations to to sort of sort of in like you know in a satirical way make people think but also sort of make them laugh at the same time 
You know, it is funny. I mean, not not to bypass the question, but I'll answer it on a certain level. I've had people ask me if I had a degree in psychology, which I don't, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess in a way that does answer it. Like, I just like observing people. I watch people and I do the thing and then I watch it and I see it and I just start kind of like, wow, what fuck? What? It, it, I don't know what it is. Maybe I just dislike hypocrisy. It's like, but what stupid bastards you are, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, like one minute they'll be like, oh, we're totally against this. And then something tragic happens in this other instance. Then they go like, oh, we totally support this. And I'm just sitting there like, weren't you earlier shitting on that side that now needs the sympathy? It's like, fuck you all. Like, that's kind of mm-hmm. how I feel about some things. You know, it's like, you know, I understand people can change their minds. That's not it. It's just, it's funny how, according to what's popular, people will switch into different modes with which I kind of find disgusting. Now, I find this funny because I expect better of people. Now, I know people have said like, well, you know, people are stupid. Okay, well, if people are stupid. Why do you get so mad if they do stupid things? Come on, be truthful. Don't be double-minded here. You know what I mean? I, I, I think when people say that, most of the time when they say it is coming from a pretty much a kind of a very annoying sense of superiority over other people, which I find kind of silly personally. Like they'll say, oh, people are stupid, but then they'll get really upset when people genuinely do something stupid. It's like, well, they're doing something stupid. You totally expect that. Why are you going into it? You see what I mean? Mm, yeah. So, yeah. And then it's funny because those very same people hyperbolically say to me, oh, then you don't think they're stupid people. Never said that. There are genuinely stupid people, but people on the whole are not stupid. At the most, I think they're highly emotionally reactive, which makes them act stupid, but that doesn't mean they're stupid, you know? And it, it's very interesting when people say that about other people and they t- tell me that that people are stupid. They really don't have shit going on for them, which I find very interesting. Yeah, it sounds like you're giving your honest reaction to people who aren't being honest with themselves. No, I yeah. really don't. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I never liked it when people go to panels like, well, I don't care about money. You know, all I do is comics. I'm not in this business to make money. Then they bitch that they sold six books. Right. It's like, why yeah. would you bitch if you don't expect to make money? Yeah, I like that. That's that's a cool, that's a cool, unique. I mean, it, what we love about people bringing people on this show is just hearing their unique takes on things. So, yeah, I love that. So yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I was scrolling through your, your IG and uh, the Kickstarter page. Um, it looks like you have a, a mix of sort of traditional and digital art. Am I am I seeing that correctly? Um, what's your what's your preferred or do you have a preferred um, method of, of drawing? You know, personally, I think it doesn't really matter. I think with more original work, like if I'm to sell it like as a sketch or something, mm-hmm. obviously traditional media, which I like to jokingly call analog. But mm-hmm. for comics, for design work, I find it much more easier to edit in digital. Just because if like, you know, you're working an original piece, it's harder to kind of clean up and do. Whereas in digital, you have layers, you have colors, things like that. Yeah. And what's your preferred uh, uh, program to to draw in? I prefer Clip Studio Paint. I think it's not as much mm-hmm. of a resource hog as Photoshop was. I think I got turned off to Photoshop the moment I would try to put my stylus on my monitor tablet and it would just hang. And I'm like, okay, I want to draw this. Can I fucking draw it? And it's not letting me draw it. So I prefer Clip Studio Paint because the brushes there are actually much more closer to actual real brushes. 
Like, oh, if I was actually drawing an ink drawing or whatever. So there's variants of that. So because like sometimes with some digital work, you a lot of the lines look the same. There's not that look of, oh, it looks like ink or it looks like paint or it looks like pencil. And Clip Studio Paint actually provides the closest ones to those. Yeah, we're, we're, we're hearing that. Yeah. And uh, certainly the it's, it's uh, a program dedicated for, for comics. Are you like coloring, lettering all there in the in the same place? Oh, yes, I am. I am. And it's turned out to be really good. Like I just did one of Nexus, which is um, a character from Long Ago and Far Away of somebody who I'm kind of cross promoting with for Long Ago and Far Away, their Kickstarter. And I drew the picture of the evil villain and they're like, damn, this looks like an 80s cartoon. They were really happy about it. In a way, it kind of reminds me of um, probably the old He-Man cartoons, how they drew stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do you... um... So like, do you have a, do you draw it on like a, on like a, like a computer that's also like has like a touchscreen ability or do you have like a, a, a tablet that you draw on? I do have a tablet. I have a monitor tablet on my desktop. I prefer to draw on my desktop mostly, but I do have a surface for mobile events. Okay. That's really cool. And, um, do you have like a do you have like a studio where you like to work or do you like to sort of work on the go so that you if you make an observation, if you meet someone, you can just immediately start drawing? I usually do both, but it's like most of the time when I meet somebody online, it's usually online. So I do it on my desktop. And it's kind of nice because okay. it's sort of like a little homey area and I draw stuff. Then you got your cats there. That's yeah, the I got a couple part. of cats here. Like one's kind of like lying on some paperwork right over here because you know how cats are. They'll make a bed out of friggin' anything. Yeah. Anything. So I and I again, everything. I'm I'm looking at the 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 uh the Kickstarter page and I see that uh you've you've gone to Kickstarter six times. Um have they always been in the this universe or have there been various uh other projects you've taken that Kickstarter? Well, so far it's been this universe. I'm trying to run a I would like to aim to run a Kickstarter in another universe, a sepulchre universe, but it depends on when I get the book done. Because yeah. I actually have a a deck of tarot cards which i've designed now i've done one of demon for demon bitch as well but it's a lenormand style deck but as a joke i've done shitty tarot it's called shitty tarot but it's really not tarot it's a lenormand style deck as i have said but it's like if you got the major arcana of the tarot deck okay that's awesome yeah so it so going to kickstarter six times i'm sure you're sort of um a uh, veteran of knowing that like you you kind of start off really well and then you have the the lull in the middle um and then hopefully another rush at the end um are you experiencing that this time as well you know it's weird because it's like yeah with kickstarter they kind of do that but it's sort of strange like for me it's been pretty steady yeah. so i don't want to say like oh yeah it's this but it's like pretty steady overall so um i'd say some ways it's been difficult i mean yeah, you expect these trends to happen in Kickstarter, but it also depends on like the outside environment and everything and how well you're able to get your message out. There were some things that were challenging getting the message out because Facebook was really going hardcore, throttling with a lot of people. So yeah. that was kind of annoying. Um, like it was literally getting to a point where it was like cutting off messages and stuff with people. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, kind of thing. It was really weird. Like I'd start talking with one of my friends and all of a sudden it would just stop sending the messages. And it wouldn't let me do anything. It was really annoying. Um, yeah. Do you do you 
Mm -hmm. uh, just, just one more question, Noah, related to this. Um, so do you see uh, a lot of uh, returning um, backers that have been in the in the demon bitch universe that sort of, you, you know, you can count on a certain number of, of folks that are they're that are going to be there for you each time you, you come to Kickstarter with this? Yeah, you know, I, there's like quite, there's a few quite a few like really solid people that do come in. So, you know, there's like for the most part, I do have a basis of like baseline of people, but I always make new fans too. Yeah. And a lot of times, That's like good. when I, yeah, like when I'm talking with them on the Kickstarter or even if I'm on the show and I'm not getting an actual like pledge on the show, I've noticed later on, like people start pledging. So just putting it out there is a good thing. Yeah. And uh, you had mentioned earlier um, before we hit record that you've had a pretty um, long day of, of uh, promotion today, right? Oh, yeah. Like it started off at noon and that might sound funny, but it's like started off at noon, did my show, promoted a couple people's Kickstarters, uh, Chris Mancini's Long Ago and Far Away. And I think it was uh, Balloon and Cactus Boy by James Windsor Smith. I think that was his name. Wonderful guy. Both of them. Both of them great guys mm -hmm. and uh, they're running current campaigns that are going to be ending in a little bit too and they could use some help but I have those guys and um, so I, I just drew on my draw stream and put out like the, the the things and put out the links including mine and just put it out there yeah. and then for me it's like later on I jumped on Michael Watson's show I jumped on another show and then now I have this show so it's kind of like one of those things where it's kind of funny how like I'm just I keep putting it out there and it's funny because like some people are really organized where they they like book it down to the very last minute I do kind of half and half like I just kind of like do it and then it just everything kind of falls into place yeah uh, which sounds like rather haphazard for a kickstarter but it ends up happening that way um yeah but I've had only one dead day and other than that it's been pretty steady oh that's good yeah that's got to be a relief after doing it for years just to have that, you know, have a nice steady campaign. Yeah, the campaign's pretty good. Like, I'm not, I don't have a problem with it. Like, right now at 5,090 at 85% funded. And I've got, nice. what, roughly two weeks to go. So I'm not too terribly worried. But I would like to, you know, you want to get funded sooner than later, obviously. Yeah. That's so great. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah. And what, where should people, where, what shows have you done? If you don't mind me asking so people can look it up and. Uh, I have, let's see. There's like, I've been on the pop XP. I have been on. And again, I, I don't want to go and deintegrate people. If I've forgotten, it's like, I've just been on so many. Um, I don't know the name of the show, but it's with Tyler and Gage. I think Tyler and Cole. I don't know what the name of that one is. That will probably be released. And if you look at my social media on Facebook, I'll probably be blasting that out. Uh, Constructing Comics, yours. I've been on, um, oh God, there's like a lot of podcasts that I don't have the name to, but they will go ahead. But there's another one where it's um, like, I just, I they just put up a tweet of it. Let me take a look real quick. I apologize. I'm just like all over the place right now. <laughs> and I've got a sure meeting. Did uh keith gleason's uh this is keith gleason he put out a short video of question the indie comics relay so he just released that on twitter right now and on through youtube and stuff 
So those are the main shows that I've done at this moment right now, but I've been on a lot of shows. Yeah. That um, is, um, for all of us that are indie creators, it's sort of like two hats you have to wear. You know, you have your creative side where you can, you know, be at your desk working. And then we also have to get out there and and promote. Um, Is there, do you enjoy both or is there one that's like, uh, this is sort of tedious, but I know I, I have to do it. I mean, a lot of us sort of lean on that promotion side. We're like, ah, not my favorite thing to do, but, you know, I, I need to do it. How, how do you how do you feel about that? You know, I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, there's the only frustrating thing about promotion is that if you do promotion, it's kind of annoying because like when you do promotion, you don't know if it's going to get to where it is, especially on Facebook, because they suppress a lot of the links, yeah. which really kind of sucks. But that's just how it mm-hmm. works out. Um. But as I said, I'm not really upset about it because it's like, I don't mind talking about myself and promoting myself if that makes me sound kind of weird. Uh, I don't mind talking to people like this is enjoyable to me. But there are times that it can be exhausting on a certain level, like unlike the creative level as well. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Um, well, I, we've, we've covered a number of topics of here, you know, the the story, the the promotion, the the, the inspiration. Um, I just want to check in with Noah. Noah, do you have uh, any any questions uh, before we kind of wrap this up? No, no final questions. Just to hope you can come back on for the next Demon Bitch or whatever else you're doing next because it's been really fun to hear from you. Yeah. Oh, well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, just let me know about the whole Kickstarter if that's what you... Because I sign all the books as well. I personalize out everything. Oh, very cool. Awesome. So, um, you know, we're going to we're going to link the the Kickstarter in the show notes and your your IG and, and your website. Um, do you want to mention uh, the best places to, to follow you online? Uh, you can meet me at go on IG, Twitter. I'm on Threads, same Horror Tour Studios uh, X. I'm on Horror Tour Studios. I have other ones, but those are the main store ones. Okay. Uh, I've also got, I think, IG, Facebook, a lot. Very cool. And, uh, you, you know, you gave us that really awesome um, elevator pitch for the, the book earlier. Um, you you want to rehash your elevator pitch or if you want to go into a little bit more depth uh, as we, you know, we, we talk about the this book that we're here, um, you know, it's on Kickstarter. Yeah, well, I'll reiterate it. It's a she's a low level demon from the 13th pit of hell where people throw their dog shit and gum wrappers. And she wants to bring the second coming of Armageddon, but the first one never happened because she's a stupid bitch. She's based on girls I hate. So it's pretty much it sums it up what it is. Yeah, it does. That's very cool. Well, um, it you does. Know, we're, you know, we're as the time we're recording this um, and we post this, um, there'll be roughly uh, two weeks to go. Let's see here. The uh, the end date for this is Friday, October 27, 2023. But again, we want to encourage everybody to, to act quicker. Um, you know, you know, the more people who get in here, the and the more we can get the, the backer count up early, that that would be great. So uh, it's really cool talking to you. Um, we'd love to have you back on. And, you know, we just want to encourage people to, to check this out. Oh, of course, please. Definitely. I would love that. Awesome. All right, so there'll be a couple of other links in the the show notes. There will be a link to Dying Days from Red Five Comics. That's a comic that I created and Noah lettered. 
There is also a Kickstarter um, link for Zombies Were Human. Um, that's an anthology where I have a story with art by by Kevin Zimmerman. Um, if you want to follow our podcast, we are on Twitter, and that is at Construct Compod. I guess I should start saying X now and stop saying Twitter, um, even though I always say Twitter. Um, Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod, and Facebook is Constructing Comics. Just want to thank everybody for listening. Please be safe, be nice to each other, and go out there and make some comics. Thank you.